You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. I walk out to the car today, and I, I'm about to open up the door, and then I look at the ground and the windshield. About five, six flyers promoting clubs for this weekend, for All-Star Weekend, and I don't know if there's anything on this planet that says All-Star Weekend is here more than a club promoting Boosie's appearance, Photoshop next to an NBA player on a Sunday that he will be in town. Boosie? I don't know if that anything else says that more than a Boosie flyer. Boosie? 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 I imagine Doug listened. You have no idea who Little Boosie is, do you? I don't know who Little Boosie is. Is there a Big Boosie? It's Little Boosie. And apparently he's going to be in Charlotte this weekend, and he's going to be here on Sunday. I didn't take enough time to look at the flyer to see what actually what club he was going to be, where he was going to be. But I understand that All-Star Weekend is here in full force when you're seeing a ton of flyers like that, and Boosie is the headline. Funny story. I saw a club promotion last week for Kemble Walker to be having a party at Ink and Ivy tonight. There's Sounds cool. One, yeah. There's one little problem with that, though. What's that? Kemble Walker's in Orlando. He had to put out, <laughs> put out a story. I hope so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I hope he's not resting like Bismack Biombo is today. We'll get to that all later in the show. The Charlotte Hornets, the Orlando Magic, they're going to be playing tonight. We'll get to a lot of the other stuff that's going on in All-Star Weekend. First Take is being aired today, if you guys will remember. I was not a part of that. I couldn't see it. I only see videos. I was not there to witness it personally. You could have been part of it. I could have. You could have been the MC. I could have been the MC. During the commercial break. Handing out t-shirts. Who wants a t-shirt? But instead, I talked about my favorite names in the AAF today. What I thought were the best nicknames in the AAF. Shout out to the Hot Shots. So first take is being aired as we speak at Bank of America Stadiums. It's still going on right now. Scotty Pippen made an appearance. Also, Muggsy Bogues got some love. He got an appearance on first take, which I thought was pretty cool. And I saw a video of Stephen A. Smith talking to the crowd beforehand. It is amazing to see him in front of people. I've met Stephen A. Smith before. Extremely nice guy. Yes. Nicest dude ever. I mean, he is awesome. And Stephen A. Smith compared to just a personal interaction where you meet him, compared to what he is doing in front of everybody, including the debate shows with Max Kellerman and whoever is his victim, completely different. No, completely different. And speaking of Stephen A., you did see the picture on Twitter yesterday where he looked like Hot Take Shakur, right? I did. I did see that. He did look very young. He had the same exact haircut, I feel like, as Tupac once did. Yeah, he did. He, he looked like he was just coming out of the Temptations video. I wanted to know if Bank of America is okay because you got to expect flames to be just spewing all over the place from Stephen A. Smith. Everybody needs to check on Bank of America Stadium. The picture is pretty cool. The view, the skyline, as you tweeted out, Nada. It's pretty cool. A lot of things going on. I'm excited for all stuff. But here's the thing. If Bank of America can survive Cam Newton press conferences, (laughs) I think Stephen A. will be just fine. Very different reason. Stephen A. is giving you substance. Cam is just befuddling over himself as he talks to the media. This is Locked On Hornets, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, and you can check us all out on Twitter, at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and at Doug Branson LOH. You can find the show handle on most social media platforms, at Locked On Hornets. There are very few things the Charlotte Hornets can claim they're the bigger brother to. The Orlando Magic, for the past few seasons, 
have been that little brother to the Charlotte Hornets. They have been the victim. And it, again, it is very rare. There are not many things that the Hornets can claim that to. The Hornets play the Orlando Magic tonight on the road. Somebody needs to tell Ink and Ivy that Kemba Walker is probably going to be there. And they have beaten the Magic 13 straight times. 13 times that they have suited up against the Orlando Magic. The Charlotte Hornets have come out with a dub. This is a team that loses to all of the bottom dwellers. Yes. But they own the Orlando Magic. Steve Clifford, no Steve Clifford. They take care of business. I'm a little bit nervous about this game. You should be. The Magic have won four straight. Yes, they have. We mentioned that yesterday. And you look at just how well they've been playing. They've won four straight. They've won six of their last seven. The only loss that they had in that stretch was to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was on the road. And they scored 122 points against that defense. Probably the best defense in the NBA. Probably the best defense, if not for Milwaukee. And I believe they beat Milwaukee in the stretch, right? Yes, they beat Milwaukee by 20 points, mm-hmm. and they scored 103, which isn't all that much in today's NBA, but they held Milwaukee to 83, and we know the efficiency offensively and defensively for Milwaukee. They also beat everybody else by double digits in this four-game winning streak. So Timberwolves, they beat them by 10. The Bucks, they beat them by 20. They beat the Hawks by double digits. The Pelicans, they destroyed on the road. They are scoring at a very high rate. This mm-hmm. is a team that is clicking, and not only... Just because you want to get a win, even though, and it's not even that you're worried just because they're playing better. Oh, the Orlando Magic have 26 wins right now. Yeah. So they're climbing back up after they had kind of flirted with the spot at the beginning of the season. Now they're coming back up, and the Charlotte Hornets absolutely have them close in the rearview mirror. Yeah, you have to win this game for a multitude of reasons. One, the bottom of the East is starting to win games, whether intentionally or unintentionally. That's that's for you to decide. You have to win that because Detroit's also starting to win games. Detroit beat Boston last night, I believe. And this is a good way to close out a rough first half of the season and to make you feel better going into what is the third-ranked most difficult schedule coming back from the break. You need these games because at some point it's going to matter. Orlando is on fire, and we have talked about how much they've been able to score. The Charlotte Hornets, they are coming off of that loss to the Indiana Pacers. Again, kind of roller coastery. Their record has been phenomenal against the teams that are below 500 and out of a playoff spot. They have lost. It's weird that their record is so good despite an inexplicable loss to teams like the Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. and to teams like the Chicago Bulls. But their record is very good against the teams that they are supposed to beat. Problem is, besides a couple of trophy wins, they do not have consistent wins against teams that are above 500 and are above the teams uh, that are above them in the playoff spot. So don't have look, the stamps on the passport. No, you don't. And so when you look at the Charlotte Hornets, this is a team that they should take care of. It would bring them within one game again of 500 as they sit right now at 27 and 29. I, I don't think that this is going to be a huge momentum swinger either way, whether they win tonight, but it's not like you want to go into the all-star break with a loss against Steve Clifford's team. That's the one thing you do have to worry about, though, is that they may just want to get to the all-star break, and it may be one of those stinkers that ends up hurting them yet again when it comes to playoff time. Malik Monk wearing the Kobe draft day fours before they drop tomorrow. I saw Chris Kroger tweet that out. Is that fair or foul? That is like, I appreciate the hustle because those are really nice shoes. They are. They are sick, man. Like, I love those shoes, and I know some people feel some type of way, but I think those shoes are awesome. You can't you can't expect Malik Monk, as young as he is, to understand the full context of, of what's happening. He probably doesn't even understand the reason why they're named Draft Day. 
he probably has no clue that they're draft day and they're that color and it brings a significance. Does he even know what what do you guys would you guys bet that Co- that he knows Kobe was drafted by the Hornets? No, he knows. Like that's the thing. He probably knows. He also doesn't care because those shoes look fly. No, I wouldn't. And I don't either. blame him. No, I wouldn't care. I'm sorry. I would wear those shoes. They're awesome. I think it's fair. I think it's just fine for Malik Monk. And Doug's looking at us like we're both traders right now. Are, foul. Do, do you hate it? Foul. It's foul. It's foul for Malik Monk to do that. Yeah, if he's if he wants to be the you know the future star of this team, I think you have to you have to understand your fan base. But they're so cool though. <laughs> and he's 21. He doesn't know any better. But they're awesome. We'll talk more about it here on the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Valentine's Day. I've seen a lot of NBA memes on Twitter of the poems that are going out from certain athletes and just that entail the NBA altogether. I want to do a little bit of that. Stick around for segment three. I think we'll probably bring some of that out, and maybe we can think of some along the way. But happy Valentine's Day, and we will celebrate probably in segment three. So a lot more here to come on the Lockdown Hornets podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. I can't tell you on wax. I will explain. <laughs> you got your sources? I have. Can you explain what on wax means? I can't tell you on wax right now. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Tony Parker is doubtful with a back strain for this game, by the way. I made the joke earlier, Bismack is on rest and will not be made available. It's a guy that doesn't get a whole lot of minutes when Cody Zeller is playing. Is he sore from all the time that he did have to play without Cody Zeller? Does that make sense to you guys? Those chairs don't look comfortable. (laughs) I mean... The bench chairs. Yeah, yeah, the bench chairs. I mean... Do you want to clarify that? That's what I meant. No, I got it. Thank you. Because they don't sit on a bench. You guys know that? Very good. They don't sit on a bench. Very good. Yeah, it's not a dugout. Got it. No, I understand. Thank you for clarifying that. Now, the one thing I would say is... Oh, crap. crap. I said the one thing I would say. Ah, The one (laughs) thing I would say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) But, um... I would make the joke about Bismack and birth certificates and everything else like that, but that Don't. would just be that would just be below me. That'd be beneath me. I'm more classy. Than it, that. It's probably absolutely under your umbrella of things that you'd be most likely to say. But Bismack is such a good do- guy that I don't want to go there. No, neither do I. All right, so let's move on. I wanted to have fun with that, but Nada came in and just dumped all over yeah, it. Wow. So we Oof. appreciate that, Nada. <laughs> thank you very much. We're giving you all sorts of that kind of content. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon page for as little as one dollar a month, you'll be supporting the content you the de- that you depend on. Go to Patreon.com/loh. Again, that's Patreon.com slash LOH. Doug, you got some interesting nuggets for us for the Orlando Magic game tonight. Yeah, so this is the first four-game winning streak they've had since December of 2015, and during that streak, they would add one more to go to five. That's a long time. It's a long, long time for the Magic. It could always always be worse, Hornets fans. That's that's a one thing that Nada will say kind of comment. I mean, that's something that you put out there quite frequently, but I'm with you on that one. And uh, one guy to one guy to watch on the Magic that I think the Hornets really have to key in on is Terrence Ross off the bench. He scored in double figures forty three times this season, so he's been a consistent scoring punch for the Magic. Got to watch that guy, and, and the Hornets need some bench scoring tonight. Hopefully, get a little bit more from Shelvin Mack. You're not going to debut, right? You're not going to get the defense that you saw in Indiana. Terrence Ross, yeah, I, at least you hope so. Steve Clifford, it's his calling card. You're not going to get it. 
as much as you got it with the Indiana Pacers. Terrence Ross, I was surprised that he wasn't moved at the deadline when they first reported that Markel was going to Orlando. I thought, did they swing Terrence and picks out of this deal? Because that would have been even more of a steal. And I think it was pretty even. But if it was Terrence Ross they were giving up, that would have been fantastic for no, Philadelphia. That would have been awesome for them. And it would have added something to the bench, which they don't currently have. Unfortunately, Terrence Ross is still on this roster, and I'm still worried about this bench. And the I think the Magic are favored by like three. And of course, if you've listened to this podcast for any stretch of time, you know I'm taking Orlando in the points. I can't believe how long Terrence Ross has been in the league. I did not realize he is 27 years old. Is Terrence Ross a decent comp for Malik Monk? Is that fair? I feel like Terrence Ross has not. some similar... Why you want you want Malik Monk to be better? Yes, and I I would hope so too. But again, we were just lauding Terrence Ross as a guy you got to key in on. Yeah, but he's not a guy. The big thing about Terrence Ross was that he got grossly overpaid. I think it was by Toronto. He did. He he, was it grossly? Is that a fair adjective to describe it? Was it grossly overpaid? All right, because it may be the same thing that ends up happening to Jeremy Lamb this offseason. He's going to get grossly overpaid, and then he's going to be a contract you can't move for a couple of years, and then he gets moved around like a hot potato. So the thing with Terrence Ross that does bother me is that he's going to score a lot because no one on that defensive bench can really like defend for the Hornets at all outside of maybe Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. So this might be one of those Terrence Ross games that we regret. Yeah, 28 years old, by the way. He is taller than Malik Monk. I just feel like with the shooting percentages, they look pretty similar. The dunking ability, they both have them. And I feel like that's a fair comp, at least, maybe besides the height that Terrence Ross brings you. I feel like we use the phrase hot potato too negatively sometimes. Like, there's nothing better than hot potatoes. Uh, Well, you may have a point. As long as the hot potato's got some chili, it's got some melted cheddar cheese on it, maybe some melted pepper jack couple of scallions and you got yourself a good good meal. I don't Never. like I don't like cold potato salad. I don't like people who like cold potato salad. If you're giving wait, me my, my spuds, my spuds got to be heated. What wait, would you wait, rather wait, wait, hold wait. though? And I agree, I do like cold potato salad, but what would you rather hold though? Would you rather hold just straight up cold potato salad or would you rather hold a hot potato? Because neither is going to be particularly comforting. The hot potato, because I know the hot potato is getting out of my hand and into my stomach. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm going to eat the hot potato. The cold potato is just going to be mushy and yeah, in my but, hand. Yeah, but hot potato brings you pain. It, neither one of these things you want to be holding. Hot potato brings you pain. And then if you hold potato salad, it's just all messy all over the place. I'm going potato salad. I don't want my hands to burn. No, nah, the, the no, pain no. is temporary. The The memory of the delicious hot potato is forever. <laughs> the glory lasts forever of successfully holding the hot no, potato. Now, no, no, hold on. One, one question, though. Doug, you don't eat hot potato salad, do you? Yeah. I don't eat potato salad at all. Yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm actually anti a, a lot of the things that we call salad, like tuna salad and chicken salad. I like my salad leafy green. Wait, That's wait, it. Let's wait, keep wait, it simple. Wait, 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 wait. What? You don't eat chicken salad? Yeah, chicken salad is phenomenal. No. And I, I'm with you, Nada. Like, we don't have to put the distinction on cold potato salad. I don't know why we're putting the adjective yeah, yeah, at the exactly. front of that. It's no, potato salad. Nobody no. eats hot potato salad. That's gross. No, 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 no. Back to this uncultured savage over here saying he Get doesn't him. eat chicken salad. How dare you disrespect the ancestors by not eating chicken salad. How <laughs> dare you, Benson? That's, that's the food of our forefathers. The ancestors. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Sorry. I didn't know I was disrespecting George are- Washington, Thomas <laughs> Jefferson, and all the rest. They were eating that as they signed the Declaration of Independence. How dare you? 
Chicken salad is what this country grew up on. At least my my side of the country. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, well, that is a little bit different. I guess that is a little... <laughs> You do have a point there. <laughs> we are getting into a culture right. portion of the show here today. Thank you to Nada, just dropping all sorts of very interesting nuggets on us today with Bismack Biombo and his family culture. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. We got Valentine's messages up next. I don't know if I'm playing the game correctly. I've seen it on Twitter. It seemed like it was a lot of fun. I wanted to play. I don't know if I'm playing it correctly, but I guess we can all judge that in the next segment. Looking forward to it. All right. It's LOH here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. Now that we have this question, <laughs> I, got, I, I feel like I need to ask this. Mm-hmm. Are y'all sweet potato pie folks or you pumpkin pie folks? Pumpkin pie folks. Sweet potato folk. Pumpkin pie. Sweet yeah. potato. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Please listen carefully. I want to rewind to that second segment that we just had where I love that Nada... Do we have to? Yes. <laughs> yes. I want, I want to revisit that. Nada oh. drops somewhat of a bomb on us that us white people just didn't even consider. Like, we're talking about the food of our ancestors, and then Nada's like, it wasn't the food of mine. And it's like, oh... Yes, maybe you are correct. Maybe that our forefathers did not have the best interest of black people when they were signing the Declaration of Independence. Or seasoning, for that matter. And seasoning, absolutely. And it's just it's just funny. Like, we definitely, Doug and I absolutely got caught in a, oh, we're white moment. And that is something that I don't think we've experienced a whole lot here on this. Maybe yeah. Doug has for even, hell, Doug has done it twice now, not knowing who Boosie was. Well, Doug, remember, Doug is literally... I don't think that has anything to do with my culture <laughs> yes. just as much as my, you know, how, how uh, old I act. Uh, about yeah, I was about to say, Doug is literally 31 going on AARP card. <laughs> that is him. Doug just can't wait to get home and watch some Glenn Close movies. That's what Doug wants to do. And Matlock. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't want to go out and celebrate with Boosie in the All-Star Weekend. He wants to go home and watch Glenn Close. So I'm looking at this Indiana Pacers <laughs> roster, right? And I texted you this before the show. You I'm did. looking at the Indiana Pacers roster, and I'm a little, I'm a couple days late on this analysis since they played the Pacers a few days ago. I will forgive you. But I'm looking at this roster, and I'm thinking, isn't this roster... What and and the way it was constructed isn't this what the Charlotte Hornets imagined for their own franchise oh so many years ago, making savvy trades and just a few draft picks here and there to to build a team that the 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 whole is greater than the sum of the parts. We've mentioned this before that the Hornets should strive, and that is their their plan, right? Like this is it makes a lot of sense that the Hornets could be successful if they put together a team like this, that it doesn't seem that far-fetched. And I think that's what's frustrating, is you put together a team like the Hornets, they get Miles Turner, who is the highest draft pick that they have on their roster outside of Victor Oladipo, that they themselves drafted. Right. Miles Turner is that guy. And it's not like it's extremely hard to hit on him. He was the 11th overall draft pick. Yeah. You know, Miles Turner can get hit on. And so now... Especially on Valentine's Day. And so now Miles Turner is at the forefront of your defensive package that you put out there every single night, getting some sneaky votes for Defensive Player of the Year, but certainly going to be on an all-defensive team. Look at all the other guys that you have. You take a chance on Victor Oladipo. They got destroyed for the return that they got in the Paul George trade. They did. And Sabonis... 
flirted around with some all-star votes as the second guy off the bench and as the first guy off the bench, but as a second-tier player. Victor Oladipo is an all-NBA player now. You get Bogdanovich over. You get Thaddeus Young over. You buy low on Tyreek Evans. I mean, those, but the Thaddeus Young, the Tyreek Evans, these are the kinds of things, and the Darren Collison, too, uh, because he was a little bit of a sort of a hot sure, button backup point guard. Could the Hornets have used that the last couple of years? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and they made these low bets similar to what the Hornets did on guys like Roy Hibbert, former Pacer. But but the Hornets, their bets did not work out. And then they made panic trades, which the Pacers seem to have avoided making that that sort of midseason panic move. The other thing is their player development staff is really really good considering there were a lot of raw guys you go back to Paul George and what they developed him into to being you have guys like that Miles Turner extending his range all the way out to the three-point line I mean he's burned the Hornets multiple times when it comes to open threes and just burying them now granted the arc is kind of funky on it but it but it's effective no the player development side is absolutely something that needs to be noted here and you look at what the Pacers have done even before this rain this is a a new era of Pacers basketball there was a year maybe a two-year buffer where Paul George he was in that lame year where David West left the team Roy Hibbert his Mm -hmm. knees were done and he kept falling to the floor right like that team that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals gave the Miami Heat a seven-game series and had the lead in the seventh game of that series. That was an Indiana Pacers team that was built by signing David West, who is a a multiple – is he a multiple-time All-Star? If so, it's only two. Be nice. Remember, he throws hands. No, I I am here to absolutely praise the work of David West. Please, if you're listening, David, do not take that out on me as any kind of insult that was towards you. Roy Hibbert is a guy that they got late first round. It was like 27th overall, something like that. Paul George was 10th. You know, they got Paul George around where the Charlotte Hornets were picking, and then you put together Lance Stevenson, remember? A guy that actually led the league in triple doubles during that time. Lance Stevenson was a second-round selection. Indiana has done a phenomenal job, and the Charlotte Hornets, that's the kind of franchise that you're looking at. You know, Milwaukee, they hit on Giannis. Portland hits on Damian, and C.J. McCollum is 10th overall. You know, they, they put together a couple of pieces, but it allows you at least the hope that you can build something to contend for at least a conference finals. And there's a focus on defense. They are uh, 104.6 defensive rating. That's uh, second in the league. Uh, often they're not a great offensive team, though they do tend to either blow teams out or get blown out. It's balanced itself out in a way. Kind of a slow-paced team, 26 out of 30 in pace. But they have 38 wins. They're third in the Eastern Conference. I, I, I just really think this is this is the idea that Steve Clifford and company wanted to build here in Charlotte. Get that first round. Uh, playoff home court advantage and try to do something. That's what the Pacers are going to do. But yet, still, I say all of this and I think to myself, okay, this was this Indiana Pacers team is probably the the peak of what the Charlotte Hornets wanted to do with with their roster construction. And the Pacers don't have a shot at the Eastern Conference, right? I mean, they don't really have a to go to the NBA Finals. I no. thought that Victor Oladipo before they made the trades. No. I thought Victor Oladipo being healthy. They had a shot. I w- you wouldn't have put money down on them, but Victor Wait, Oladipo hey. and that team, I thought they had at least a shot. But now with all the trades and Oladipo gone, I mean, there's no way that they can yeah, get there now. They were an Eastern Conference Finals team. Now, before the show, there was a contention that some folks thought I said Finals team when I did not. I want to comb through the video. I want to comb through at least through the audio. You can go through the audio. You will find... I will find, find a flippity flipper is what I'm going to find. No, you're not going to find that. <laughs> But they, I thought they were Eastern Conference Finals team because I thought they were going to eventually draw Philly 
and expose Philly for being not so basketball savvy when it matters. Well, and the bench. And the Pacers that have too. a remarkable bench in Philadelphia. That's the one weakness that they have. But in the grand scheme of things, as far as championship getting to the finals, if you want to if you want to clarify that as being relevant, then no, they wouldn't. But if an Eastern Conference Finals appearance is relevant, I would agree that that is relevant. That then is yeah, very relevant. Yeah, then the Indiana Pacers certainly are going to get there. All right, I saw a game on Twitter. I've seen everybody play it. It seems like fun. It's all about Let's Valentine's Let's make fun of Walker, Day. people. It is probably going to be that type of segment. So I sent Doug and Nada both a meme for Anthony Davis. He's pictured, and there is a hard a little message next to Anthony Davis, and it says, I wouldn't trade you for the world. So I thought that was a good, I, I mean, I thought that was well played. Was I thought decent. that was a, a nice little meme. I want to play this game. I at least want to give it an attempt. And so I don't know if this is going to land, but I'm no, going to try to make it. probably won't. No, it probably won't, but I'm going to try to make it Charlotte Hornets oriented. And just for the listener's sake, I'm going to make a fool of myself. So here we go. I and, and you can tell me, and I'm sure you guys will feel free to let me know if this is just pure awfulness or not. So the first one. Mitch Kupchak, uh-huh. if you picture the message. Yeah. Mitch Kupchak. This is a Valentine for Mitch or no, this a Mitch is, this flavored? Is from, this is from Mitch. Oh, this is from Mitch. This is from Mitch to anybody. Okay. His significant other. All right. To you, the fan, or whatever. Um, I'd give up all my first round picks for your love. Okay. I like it. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank sure. you. All right. That, if, and that has its timely because yes, he, he would thank not you. do that. Okay. This might go a little bit better. I, I have suddenly gained a little bit of confidence. Oh, no. um, That's my job. That's to give you confidence. Thank you very much. Um, I have a second one. This is just a generic person to, from one Quit to the while other. While you're ahead, you're at the center of my spectrum. Man, you corny. Yeah. All right. All right. We're back down. Couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Um, I can't wait to wake up to you every Alonzo morning. All right. Okay. Can I get it? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, not as strong as some of my NBA wines, but I didn't have that kind of expectation anyway. Um, I'd walk a thousand miles bridges to be with you. I love that one. I, I had that thought too. Sure. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy. It's a hit song. I'm sure me and a bunch of other people thought of it. Um, we're getting a little racy here, so I'm going to go with this one. Ooh. Um, my D will lock you down like MKG? Yep. Out. No? Okay, thank you. No. And uh, my no. last one, this is my favorite one. Um, roses are red, violet. This one's actually, all right, I apologize. Need to preface it first. This one's from Michael Jordan. So this is from Michael Jordan. This is from Michael Jordan to everybody. You ready? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Roses are red, violets are blue. Hey, by the way, real quickly, did you know I won six NBA championships? You know who is good at basketball? Michael Jordan. Thank you for joining us here on the Lockdown hey, wait, Hornets podcast. One. You got I one? Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't know. I didn't know. I apologize. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. So this one is uh, for our coach, James Borrego. Oh, no. The Hornets may be slow, but you've increased the pace of my heart, JB Mine. JB Mine, yes. Nice. Nice little, you even put the signature on it. I like it. I would play the nice drop for you if you want to just go ahead and give that to yourself as a Valentine's Day present to yourself. Not do you have anything before we end it here today? Or are you just disappointed in us? I'm disappointed. And I, I Mainly work, me. I, I record with some crazy white people. Yeah, you do. Ow. And I apologize for that. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Hornets <laughs> For a here. lot of things. As, and as the most white apologizing sound. apologizing for yes, a lot of things. Yes, and as the most white sound that we have here, thank you for Doug for playing that. Thanks Ow. for listening again to Lockdown Hornets. We're on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for following us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search Lockdown Hornets. And we appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. We'll get ready for the All-Star Weekend.